I am AA-23, the official droid of Ashla Analysis. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. This is it. Everybody quiet. Follow me, boys. Got the dark side and the light side. One is selfless, one is selfish. And you want to keep them in balance. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. That's not how the Force works. There's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Allow me to introduce our instructors in the Force, Master Eric and Master Rachel. Welcome back, everyone, in the universe, in galaxies far, far away. It's time once again for Ashla Analysis with your hosts, Eric and Rachel. Hey, Eric, I've missed you. Miss you too. It's it's been it's been a crazy year. Obviously, I'm I'm happy we brought Ashla back though, because it's been a while since you know Ashla had been back. It'd been a year yeah. or whatever. But we've got good four or five episodes or whatever it is under our belt now, and and I'm excited to to get back into it with another really exciting force power this time. Yes, you actually you were very excited about this, but a force sense there there's just something about it, and maybe it's because we've seen it in a few different video games, or maybe mm-hmm. it's because we've known that it's kind of the the basis. And actually, I think that actually comes from video games too. Now that I'm thinking about it, we've seen it for a long time, and so it just yeah. kind of has this nostalgic, um, you know, building blocks of what we know of force powers and so i feel like it's not only a good thing to really kind of come back to every once in a while but it's also got some really interesting pieces that you might not know yeah and rachel you talked a little bit about video games and earlier this week i was i was going back and playing battlefront i got the uh the new xbox series x which i'm very excited about and i wasn't sure if oh you got one too nice oh yeah I uh, I put my Battlefront game in because I wasn't sure all of my stuff would transfer, and I'm really trying to get the Darth Maul Old Master appearance, the Old Master skin, which you have to get 5,000 kills as a villain, and I'm I'm trying to trying to do that. But I was I was playing the game, and I was playing as Ray, and Ray has Force Sense as one of her abilities. So you got you know these yep. big massive battles that you're in, and you can see where all of your enemies are, you know, where there are on the map, which is definitely beneficial. Well, and that's kind of one of the interesting things about this force power is it's not a simple definition. You know, if we think about something like force jump or force push, you know, those kinds of things. Well, okay, it seems kind of obvious. And then you go into it, there might be variations here and there. But generically, it's, it's a pretty simple explanation for what this thing does. Force sense, on the other hand, comes from a, a very a very interesting background, but also one that it has legs. Like it, it spires out right. into kind of these different ways that you can take this talent um, and use it. So, yeah, right, and it kind of, ex- yeah, and it expands sort of into other ones, uh, like you were saying. But Rachel, as young Jedi initiates, they worked a lot to learn how to control their bodies and to control the Force. And so Padawans, they they had to learn the discipline of sense and the Force and the, all the abilities that come from it. So like you were talking about, it's sort of like the, you know, it's got legs and it goes into all these other different Force powers and stuff like that. So, you know, well, there's a lot of branches you, that, that, that it can kind of lead to. 
Yeah. And, and as you, you know, think about a, a young Padawan that's training and learning, they are learning how to control something. But it's not just one thing. They're not just learning how to tap into the force and hear it and control it and use it. But they're also learning how to do those things in themselves. And so scent is that natural broadening of all of the general principles of control. And so as a Padawan, they would tell you basically to, to reach beyond yourself, right? If you think about meditating, um, you know, in our universe, we might use that to calm our mind down and just hear your breathing. And then all of a sudden, you can maybe hear things that you weren't hearing before, or maybe uh, feel things you weren't feeling before because your senses kind of adjust. And so what happened for these Padawans is they would reach beyond themselves into their environment, but through the force. And because they were able to do this through the force, they would also gain this deeper cosmic awareness, which is the living force. And so the training of force sense, the whole point of it was to make using that particular avenue of the force as natural as using any of your other five senses. It's really cool because, you know, Jedi, they, they learn to feel those bonds that join all the living things, but they also, through that, gain the ability to understand how all things are connected. So, for example, life forms might appear as if they're bathed in light, like, like a whole form of light when looking through Force Sense. And we've seen that a couple of times in video games. Yeah. Um, Jedi have been able to gather inf info about their environment, right? You were just mentioning that, like with Rey in your, when you're playing Battlefront. Uh, or maybe it's total darkness. There's been plenty of times where, you know, someone's underground or, or in a ship or something, and they tell them to reach out with their feelings to be able to see. I immediately, you know, think of Luke's training on the Falcon, where he puts the blast shield down, and he's like, no, 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 reach out with your feelings. Right, um, and, and you then, think back to Kanan too. I mean, Kanan gets blinded, right? So he literally has no vision. Yes. He has to essentially sense everything around him and use the force to one. figure out where to go. Yeah, that's a really good one because that's kind of what those those life light forms that I was talking about. They they kind of give an example of that with Kanan. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the other side of this, you also can you know, sense the disturbance. We hear that all the time, the disturbance in the force, but it, basically it's a bad feeling. And it comes down to, in our universe, people might say a, a sixth sense, right? Like, oh, it's, it's intuition or, oh, it's interesting that you kind of felt something was wrong. And we can't explain that here, but this is how they do that in universes far, far away. Um, the other thing that you could do is, is you could sense the location of, of hidden beings, right, or enemies that are off in a distance. Maybe it helps you find them. Maybe you realize that there's barriers, and maybe you're trying to avoid them. <laughs> I, I think right. we've seen that a couple of times where they're like, ah, that doesn't feel right. I'm going to go the other way. Right. Um, and then, let okay, so since we're on the video game subject, what about Kyle Katarn? He was an advanced user of this ability. And that's probably why I started talking about video games because I'm pulling back that far. Uh, yeah. But Kyle Katarn and his apprentice, Jaden Kaur, both of them were able to sense even the health of a nearby being. Like they could tell if, if someone was hurt or sick or whatever. And that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, even if you think about it, like the midichlorians, they speak to you, they tell you the will of the force. And if there's somebody injured or, or you know, even somebody who's mm -hmm. extremely healthy or, or, you know, maybe you sense a villain, maybe you sense the dark side, maybe you sense an enemy, 
you know, a danger. You know, those things are going to stand out when going about your daily life as a Jedi, I feel like. Yep, agreed. Now, Rachel, there are many different abilities of Force Sense, and we you, you kind of touched on uh, some of the different abilities, some of the characters that have this ability and excel in this ability, like Kyle Katarn and his apprentice. But one part of this is life detection, or prima vitae in the traditional high galactic. It's the most basic of the sensibilities, and through this you can feel the presence of living things and even figure out where they are at long range, sort of track their positions, if you will. So different forms of life may have different quote-unquote signatures, like colleagues and friendly locals may have uh, a warm, reassuring glow, right? We talked about that in the video games, you kind of sense them, or maybe in video games enemies will show up red and good guys will show up blue or something like that, you know? Um, and so you can, you can feel the anger, you can feel like you were saying, maybe the health or, or something like that. And even, you know, we've seen this in the films and stuff, but there's definitely a bond between a a master and an apprentice or a master and a Padawan. And that's the most important expression of this with some reporting to have felt the other's presence from even light years away. This is, which is just insane. Right. We've totally seen that before. Yeah, I mean, some some primary examples are Luke and Leia in Empire Strikes Back, right? Luke's hanging upside down, and Leia's like, nope, Chewie, turn the ship around. I know where Luke (laughs) is. we got to go back and get him. And And Leia, what about the fighters? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) You know? Um, And then even in The Last Jedi, where when, when Leia's sort of recovering and Luke is being that grumpy old man... You know, he, he's sort of trying to reconnect with the Force, and he senses Leia, and she her finger moves, right? And then he says, Leia, um, and sort of sort of like an awakening moment. That connection, yeah. Yeah, and they're siblings, too, you know? So not only are they both Force-sensitive, but they, they're twins. So they probably have even more of a bond, even you know, more. light years mm-hmm. away than maybe some other people would. If you've read... The Rise of Skywalker novelization, you know that there's a little bit more on uh, Finn's ability in the Force, and and while it's not a lot, there are references in the films. You know, he wants to talk to Rey about some things, and he's able to tell that that she's alive, or he's able to tell that, oh, that's Red Five. She's showing us the way to Exegol. You know, Finn is able to to know that that's Rey in the Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, while he's not necessarily like this amazing Jedi or anything like that, he still has that ability to know. Okay, Rey's Rey's fine, and she's showing us how to get there. I love those examples. I think it's really awesome when you have you know one that might be like, okay, that makes sense in an obvious connection, and another one that you're like, where did that come from? Yeah, that's yeah, pretty. Definitely. It's pretty cool. So, okay, since we're going on to some of these abilities and and these layers into Force Sense, so if you actually look up Sense Force in that order, or or of course in traditional High Galactic, it was Tactus Otium, which sounds awesome. But this is, as the living force is providing the link between all living things, perceiving the entirety of all of those strands that are all connected, that's the object of sense force. So it's a little bit bigger picture. And in this case, uh, when you're practicing it, 
you wouldn't focus on on a single signature, not just one living thing. But instead, the idea would be to kind of relax your perception so that maybe they're not so focused and that everything around you becomes a blur. And if you do that, the force would then reveal itself to you. And then you would see that area's force signature. And the force signature of any particular area could, of course, feel healthy or sickly or maybe beneficial or helpful or malevolent or dangerous. And if an area, therefore, sense is strong with the dark side, then, of course, you might get it like a warning or something before you approach it. Or maybe even it might feel cold. Yeah. Which I know you all know what I'm talking about there, too. Yeah. We've definitely seen that in Star Wars where characters are like, you know, I feel cold or you, you know, the cold is coming or whatever it is. But this, it seems like, I mean, it seems like with the dark side, that's more of just like, this feels so different. I feel cold. But with the rest of sense force, uh, you know, with the living force, I feel like this one might be a little bit more of like an advanced thing. To be able mm-hmm. to, you know, maybe it will take more training or, or more practice to learn how to do this. I mean, even with Leia, who had basically zero force training at the time of Empire Strikes Back, she was still able to tell, you know, just naturally where Luke was and needed help. So I feel like this yeah. this part of it, though, is it might be a little bit more um, trained. trained, right? Now, with this, Rachel, there's something where you can magnify your senses. And we talked about training with, uh, you know, the sense force. But training for magnifying senses is very difficult. And a lot of times, if you're an apprentice or a Padawan, they focus on closing down all but one sense in order to focus on the force, just on one part of it to magnify. Um, And so, you know, with training, a lot of times meditation is going to be useful, especially if you're just going to focus on one singular part of the force. Meditation is going to be very helpful when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. So we talk about meditation. We talk about training. Luke with the training droid, um, you know, that was the way that a lot of the Padawans at the temple were taught. We see that in the Clone Wars, right? And then Vader able to sense Leia through Luke, um, which is... Obviously, you know, in Return of the Jedi, Vader had no idea that he had two kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he, you know, he's he's focusing his ability and, and sense, you know, in various levels down onto Luke and what he's thinking. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's another. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> what does he say? He's so, like, oh, your sister. So yes. you have a twin sister. Like he just, it was like a, oh my God, what's going on here? There's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so. It was awesome. It's pretty cool. Okay. So another one then that we should touch on is Ty Vordrax, which is the post-cognition. And that's one of the few sensibilities that draws on the unifying force. Um, and so if you're, if you're still extending, you know, your perceptions, but this time maybe you extend it with the flow of time itself. I know that mm. sounds really difficult. <laughs> it takes a lot of practice, but um, you may have heard of the psychometry technique, and that's basically what this is. Um, and it's so it's it's where someone can handle an object and get a force reading of their perspective from either the original welder of the object or even emotions from beings who handled it last. Uh, right. And so this can apply you know to something that you can touch or hold it can also apply to like a room 
or a general area in a room. And so I immediately am, am thinking of uh, the Jedi Order, right? And, and playing as Cal and how he would definitely go to areas of rooms or objects and touch them and get that post-cognition where he hears what's happened. And most of the time it's, you know, something kind of sad or, or scary and, and you hear the fear of what's mm -hmm. been happening around them, right? Something like that. Um, but it's really useful, as you can imagine, and as you know, if you've played some of the games that use it, um, because you get insights to things that you never otherwise could. Um, right. And another good call out, I would think, because there's there's basically like a master of this, and that was Quinlan Voss. Like that was his absolutely best talent in the force. Um, and so he could get readings from objects and places and sometimes not even be right next to them. So that is a pretty cool developed talent, but also definitely like an innate one for him. Yeah, and this is not something that a lot of characters have. This is a very unique, very special ability. Psychometry, that's one thing that I love about Cal Kestis is that when he goes throughout this game, uh, Jedi Fallen Order, and you see the little blinking orb or whatever, and you go over there, and like you said, it's something that is, uh, you know, whether it be pain or fear, or it's something that has a lot of emotion behind it. It's something powerful. Exactly. Um, and with Quinlan, you know, he uses this ability. He uses the the ability of psychometry to help him become this amazing tracker. So if you if you can imagine being able to touch an item and learning that history, or just being in an area where you're like, okay, somebody that I'm looking for was here before me. You know, he was a fantastic tracker. And as we see in the Clone Wars, he can he picked up a cup that was thrown on the ground. Uh, you know, it was a yeah. cup that Zero the Hut had. And he's like, Zero was here. We're in the right spot. You know, it's an amazing uh, ability to have that, you know, I feel like a lot of Jedi would be jealous of. Agreed. You know, you, you can train a lot of things, but like we've talked about before, a lot of things to do with the Force also come down to a little bit of talent. Yep. Now, Rachel, projective telepathy combines the perceptual abilities of sense with the more direct discipline of alter. Now, I'm a huge fan of the yeah. Star Wars miniatures game, and anytime we do one of these episodes, so it's like, oh my god, we have this in the game. Um, not only is there force alter, but there's force sense, and they're sort of, you know, they have different abilities, but they're kind of connected. But force alter, it's a, it allows you to actually put your voice in the mind of another. So although it's easier to give a fellow Jedi a quote-unquote warning sense, right, you know, to be able to sort of communicate yeah. without communicating to convey a message, you can also take the foundation of this ability, right, the foundation of this force alter, and build on it to learn how to manipulate the behavior or perception of weak-minded beings, right? We've seen this, <laughs> you know, the Jedi mind trick. We've seen that a lot. I'm, I'm actually doing the hand motions right now. You can't see it, but it's happening. <laughs> and so this is Effect Mine, or as we all know it, the Jedi Mind Trick. Oh, it's such a good one, too. And I like how you explained that, though, because it could be as simple as like, oh, yeah, it's the Jedi Mind Trick. Move along. Okay, that's fine. But, you know, there's also a little bit of, well, maybe if you train that, you could put your voice into the mind of somebody else. And maybe instead of just being like, you know, there's a warning or I need help. Uh, maybe it's more of like, hey, I, I need to speak to you. And mm -hmm. that's pretty, pretty crazy, but pretty awesome. Right. 
essentially connecting with another being without without physically saying things or or whatever um and jedi mind trick is is an ability that maybe at some point we should do an entire show on because you know we've seen it happen to a lot of weak-minded people we've seen it happen or not happen to certain species certain species are immune to it right um but even with characters like cad bane who's definitely not weak-minded um, it almost unhinges their brain. We've seen Clone Wars with Anakin and Obi-Wan and Mace Windu trying to infiltrate his mind. And there's a lot of really crazy stuff that happens when, when you do that. So Yeah, I, should, I agree with should, you. Uh, you might be able to touch on that a little bit more. Yeah, That's a good call. Well, okay. So we've gone through a few uh, different legs here and spires of, of foreign sense that you can get uh, from training and maybe have a little bit of talent on. But when it all comes down to it, uh, this would be either extending your current senses or adding that, as some would call, that sixth sense. And in whichever way that you would end up using it, um, and I'm not even saying about light and versus dark. I'm saying like whichever way you can practice and be skilled at and and it come naturally to you, it's going to be a skill that you're going to use pretty much everywhere you go. Yeah. And a lot of times when we do our shows, you know, you side with the light side, I side with the dark side. And there are some powers that are more light side versus dark and or dark than light. But force sense is something that a lot of force users, whether it be light or dark, will use. We talked about Vader kind of sensing through Luke about Leia. Um, and then multiple examples of light side characters, you know, being able to use that ability. So it's it's not exclusive to one side. Yeah. Of the force. Yeah. Well, and it's the it's one of the building blocks, right? So you could yeah. you could take it and use it how you will. Go either way. Well, as always, Rachel and I do know a lot about Star Wars, but it's our absolute pleasure to continue to expand on our knowledge by referring to some of the literature done by the experts. And so for our references on this episode, we used Jedi vs. Sith, The Jedi Path, Wikipedia, and The Rise of Skywalker novelization. So, Rachel... All right, well, okay. Are we thinking I'll, the same thing? <laughs> I, I think so. I think we're thinking the same thing because... Since we have delved into Force Sense and we were talking about all this stuff um, in the mind and being able to, you know, speak to someone and that connection and the connection with Luke and Leia and all of that, I think you're thinking what I'm thinking. Are we a dyad in the Force? <laughs> so next time, let's do that. <laughs> all right. I think that would be a great idea, especially with all of the current Star Wars that's coming out. Uh you know, the dyad is a, a newer concept that I feel like is, there's still a lot of questions on. And it's it's something that we don't have a, a, a vast amount of knowledge on. But I think with the research and everything that we got in The Rise of Skywalker, be something very interesting to kind of learn about and uh, teach you guys about as well. Awesome. Thinking of slipping away to somewhere off the grid? Heading to the Outer Rim might do. But finding somewhere missing from most maps? Now that's even better. With its natural environment relatively untouched, exploring Bogano's fast green mesas and deep marble-like ravines is only just on the surface. Venture down beneath the sprawling wetlands and find beautiful water-filled caves where a Jedi is said to have once lived during the Clone Wars. Sprawling wetlands hold tons of unique wildlife, including the giant native binogs, 
which can live for up to a thousand years. The recently excavated Bagano Vault was created by the ancient Zepho civilization and uses the almost magical native electromagnetic winds in its security features. Take a tour inside and find the beautifully sculpted temple made from minerals like carmite sourced right here on planet and many ancient drawings etched right into metal on the walls. This secret location is where Zepho used to pilgrimage to, finding that Bogano has a connection to the force, or as they called it, the life wind. If you quiet your mind, you may hear more than just the binox snoring. This is a place for reconnection to nature and oneself. Slow down and breathe in Bogano. All right, we're looking forward to next time, guys, on Ashla Analysis. May the force be with you. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the force be with you. Quest for greater power.